0: Nick and Brad are uh, stopping by from calling all captains. Nick, you reached out to me, dude. That's fucking cool, man. Like, um, I see a lot of conversation with the band in the pop punk uh, networking group a lot, too. Like, Those kids fucking love you in that group. (laughs) I I
1: think I actually just posted in there like 10 minutes ago, or is that on my list of still things to do? No shit, really? (laughs) Yeah. I've got 13 Facebook tabs open for groups to go in and promote the new single, so I'm just like in the middle of doing that i was like oh that's time it's time we got a call yeah so i think i literally the last thing i did was throw it in that one
0: that's cool yeah up. True. true yeah like, that's a good actually group to just collaborate with and people share and stuff that's where i get most of my uh bands that i listen to there's put poem playlists and shit you know what i mean like i don't know there's just so many fucking uh great pop punk artists that need to be discovered like, did you ever hear of uh, what makes sense
1: no no and that's weird for me to not hear of somebody,
0: dude. They're they're pretty uh they're pretty good. They just showed me their new single they're gonna be releasing soon, and it definitely sounds like big. But it's you know it, it's gonna hopefully it comes out in, like August. I don't know. We were kind of talking about, it, but I don't know. It, it's just bands like that that just like make me like want to like do something and talk about it. Cause like dude, like there's so many bands out there that are not being heard as much, but it's not their fault. It's just you gotta kind of weave your way into. Discovering them yourself from time to time. Yeah. So it's super weird. But yeah. But um the new single that just came out, Undone, I mean, that's a fucking banger, man. Like, and it's been a minute since you guys released music, right?
1: Yeah, I mean we put a single out, Brad, was it two months ago? Yeah. With Tailspin. Um yeah, with but Tailspin. it had been it had been about what, two years between releases. Um, minus like a an acoustic rendition of a song, but yeah like you know we wrote an ep for two and a half years through a pandemic got to record the new record and a whole bunch of shit
0: but like we were all just sitting like fancy right dude yeah like you know what i mean like that's that's the fucked up part is like that pandemic really put a lot of people back um and you guys are signed to equal vision so like what did they say because i never really asked uh any guests that um with how the labels and the artists correlated this whole situation so did what what did What came about when the pandemic started and no shows were happening? Like, what was the game plan uh, with your team? We
1: we were like kind of fortunate. So uh, like I mentioned before, I work for Beartooth. So at the beginning of 2020, I was on tour with them for January to February and I flew home. And the game plan was uh, at the end of March, we were going to start tracking our new records. We were already done the EP cycle and everything else. And then right as everything was like settling in, we were. Planning to go to the States and, like, sit down there for six weeks and, like, write the record and get everything ready to go. Uh, And then, obviously, we couldn't cross the border, being the Canadian band that we are. So, we were, like, cool. Like, this is only going to last a couple weeks. We had no idea that we were still going to be in this 16 months later kind of thing. Right. Uh, So, initially, the label was, like, oh, it's fine. Just push it a couple weeks. It'll be good. And then we hit the point that they're, like, yeah, okay, this ain't going anywhere. You guys need to figure out how to do it in Canada. Damn.
0: That's crazy. That's
1: crazy. So we were like super fortunate. Um, Quinn Sarankowitz, who did Nothing Grows Here, um, is in a band called Royal Tusk. They're a phenomenal rock band. Uh, But he yeah, he's like the studio that he works at is five minutes from my house. So we're like, hey, you know what? Quinn crushed the last one. Let's keep the band team together and do the exact same thing. So we got uh, Quinn doing a bunch of the producing and all that. Ty LG, who is another friend of ours from up here, uh, got involved with some songwriting as well. Uh, we went back to uh, Kevin Moore, who, or soft surrogate as a lot of people know him, to do all the artwork. Like we, we kept the same team together. The label was super for it. Everybody, like we already had relationships. So we were all just like, "This is the move." Like, yeah, everything couldn't yeah. it couldn't have worked out better.
0: No, that's good because I was like kind of terrified for most of my friends who are established and bands that are established like you in this industry who make a living off of this like entirely. So, like. You know, wear a mask. Get fucking. You know, stay inside. Let's get this pandemic done and over with. And now it seems like you know tours are coming back in the fall. So that's good. So how's how's calling all captains? uh, Future look for that. Is there? Are you guys already trying to get on the road immediately? Like right now? Like.
2: Um. We we've got some plans to uh, to do maybe like a a little string of shows around our album release, but. we're trying to we're trying to pick up an agent and see if we can get, get on some bigger tours right now. So we're we're doing some scouting.
0: Fuck okay, yeah, true. Um and is is it possible to cross the border yet? Like what's that like? Uh do you think you would have to wait a little bit and you just have to tour in Canada or something?
1: Um we've got to prove vaccinations. Okay. We still we still have to get negative PCR tests on like the couple days beforehand. Um, but like I said, I just flew down to Philly and was coming back. I leave That's with true. Beartooth in a couple of weeks and I had my, my P2 visa, which is what we need. I got that approved. So like I gave everything that I needed to, to the government and they looked at me and said, you're good to go. So it's looking pretty good. Um, it's expensive is the big thing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: because like we have to write our checks to Homeland Security for a visa. And so like, I think I just dropped, like, I mean, it's, it's in, it's in some high numbers, for you know not really a guarantee that i'm gonna get my visa fortunately i did which is awesome but oh good yeah i got it like a week ago and i was like holy shit i actually get to work this is awesome um but that's that's like our biggest kind of hang up is making sure that we can afford the visas and that like if we're gonna drop 50 grand as a band to get everything together for it i don't want to go down and do one tour for three weeks and make 700 dollars. so like there's a lot of outside and I don't want to say political, but like financial uh, kind of holdups to make sure everything's good to go, but we're road dogs too. The first tour we did through the States was
0: 60 fucking days, so we're more than comfortable to like <laughs> fucking hit it. It shouldn't even be that expensive to fucking come and play fucking tours and make money off of a visa. Like, like when we right. went to Canada, like our bass player couldn't get in because he had a fucking misdemeanor for possession of a pot. So they're like, nah, dude, like you're not coming in the country. So we had to drop him off at some fucking bus station in New York. They're like, all right, dude, we're gonna go finish this weekend they're with the Sharks. Like, we'll see you later. But that was that was easy. But uh, and and the Sharks were telling me like they, the visas to get here are expensive as fuck, dude.
1: Yeah, insane.
0: And that's yeah. is it that a one time buy? Cuz I'm not really like familiar with it at all. So, I uh, I'm I'm going to leak
1: some knowledge to all the Canadian bands out there, um, <laughs> give them the scoop. As as long as you have a show booked every 44 days, your visa can last up to 364 days. I did not say you have to play a show every 44 days. You just have to have a show booked every ah, 44 days. Right. And so it,
0: happens, it gets canceled.
1: <laughs> yeah. If uh, you know you get sick and you can't make it for four or five months, that's not really like it's not, it resets and they're keeping track. Um, we've also been like super fortunate. Uh, we when we were doing our touring, we did all our american touring in one year and after we did the initial like cross the border we walked by and literally were flashing a p2 and it's like it's not expired good to go wow
0: that's crazy was that the tour with offspring
1: no we only did a couple shows with them up here
0: oh okay how was that that looked like a fucking sick show because like yeah they're are, like a fucking legend in the punk community over the years yeah,
2: yeah no that was crazy those are some of the biggest shows that we've played so far like t- 10 12,000 people and they were, they were super nice. They were super humble and like shouted us out on every show. They were super nice guys.
1: We, we did, got we man. got way more love from them than the radio stations in our hometown that were putting on the shows.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. I think I think these bands really need to fucking uh, make some statements. Like, not saying they have to, but if, if we want this community to to evolve, grow, thrive, like to to continue on and carry the legacies of bands after bands after bands you should we should start talking about the littler bands like the bands that are just getting established or i mean that actually have talent that can really fucking put themselves out there because the more you talk about it you know you're just you're just fueling like the entire fucking business for it and it seems like they are though you know what i mean like
1: oh totally i i don't know if you caught uh ben from neck deep story i think it was yesterday but he went on a, a rant about how he heavily believes that, you know, bands that are on the come up need more recognition because, like, especially coming out of a pandemic, you know, these guys that, like, are, when push comes to shove, they don't really know which way they're going to go. They haven't really invested as much as some of the bands that are more established. So they could very easily just walk away. And then we have no new generation musicians coming
0: up. Right. right. And, and so it, he, yeah,
1: he very much was like, you need to start, like, listen to your local bands, check this thing out, like go to a fucking show
0: yeah seriously fucking and I, that's why i kind of praise kellen quinn a bit like the amount of features that dude like did during the pandemic like one he doesn't have to do it too i'm sure like he's like yeah he might be a little expensive but like it's nothing too significant between like four or five people that I mean the guy's got to eat too but like he's putting himself on like bands that he believes in you know what i mean so to have kellen quinn's name feature on a song and it's like like aim high is a perfect example that song is a fucking banger that's like my go-to song from them um but yeah, like you just, you just kind of recognize like the smaller bands. Like, Callenwell Captains isn't small. Uh, Poeta is small. Fucking oh, th- um, dude, thank you. That means so much. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are established. You tour. Like, you, you're, you know, you guys are doing all the right things. You're signed to Equal Vision. Like, those are the hardest steps to get to, honestly. Um, as an underground artist and such, um, and it's crazy because like not only you were signed to Equal Vision, but you always also signed to New Damage Records. Is how does that work? I'm confused because like Equal Vision is cool shit, but you're. It looks like you're signed to two labels, or is that label a distribution? Three labels,
2: three actually, yeah. So uh, we got signed to Equal Vision first, and um, they got us for the U.S. And with them, we're partnered with Rude Records for the U.K. And uh, mm-hmm. and so we were technically unsigned in Canada for the last year, and uh, and and then after after we shuffled. Up, what we were doing with our recording options during the pandemic a few times, and finally got the record done. We were like, Hey, we might as well get a Canadian team, too. So, we uh, our manager started shopping around for that, and we we got uh hooked up with new damage, and now we're on three labels.
0: <laughs> That's wild, yeah. So, wait, so new new uh damage records is Canadian, yes, yeah. Yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. So it's new, new
1: damage has Canada um, rude has Europe and uh, EVR has worldwide outside of that Okay, That's and right. it was it was a really cool deal like when we sat down with EVR in the first place They didn't want to sign us in Canada like it was there like hey Listen, we could do it and just leech that money or you guys can do it yourself and like keep hundred percent of what Canada's paying which was financially incredible because, like, being Canadian, man, you guys both drank at the same time. That was the coolest thing to watch. It's both just this really? But so they they gave us the option to not sign with them in Canada, so we could do everything ourselves, and we could book our own shows and deal with our own distribution. Like, take all the money, and it was great. But it's also to the point that, like, I think we're exhausted of being DIY up here. So when the talk was like, "Hey, do you want to submit to you know a couple Canadian labels?" There was no hesitation. It was like, "Yeah." please
0: yeah seriously it, it it takes a lot of that pressure off your back of like alright booking shows and getting guarantees and getting things ready and are they doing your merch do they have a merch deal with you or are you guys just doing merch yourselves like
1: uh it's like they get i think it's
0: two exclusive soft
1: pieces and that's it and then everything oh, else okay. we're cool to do ourselves like it's an awesome deal um yeah. brad and, brad and i actually just went in and bought a silk screen press to start doing merch in-house ourselves
0: nice let's go
1: it's like Yeah, that's how I paid my way through college. So I'm like, I think I remember how to do it. It was 10 years ago, but I'm sure I'll figure it out again and start making our own merch and save a little money off the top there too
0: oh fuck yeah absolutely i, I did that in, back in high school fucking uh graphic arts class that's why i'm able to do this podcast and shit like th- just the average stuff dude like i ain't doing anything fucking significant like that intro that i have for this is from from uh clint from galactic empire fucking dude's making videos for august burns red i don't <laughs> i'm not doing that shit i just need a hookup you know yep. what i mean yep so fucking but uh that's super rad speaking of merch oh are you guys think about doing vinyl for this record
1: Oh yeah. Ah, let's go. That's that's actually been the biggest holdup on this record coming out. So like we finished recording August of last year. And so the biggest like holdup was vinyl plants were so backed up. Like the the date that everything is supposed to finally come out is I think we said it's like eight months after we submitted it all. So like we've been just sitting and waiting and waiting of like Okay, make sure this comes out on time. Make sure this record's going to be, the oh, vinyl's going to be there. Shit. Yeah, yeah I'd be anxious.
2: Like, Fuck, yeah. The whole release date is based just on when we can get the vinyl.
1: <laughs> 100%.
0: Wow. So all your content's done basically, like the videos are done and oh, that's so sick. That's so sick. It's, dude.
1: It's the first time in forever this band has been prepared for anything to come out. Like <laughs> we we keep talking about it. like we've had music video shot and ready to go. We've got you know, some studio stuff that we talked about, you know, maybe we put out webisodes, maybe we put out like an hour long documentary because we did the documentary for the offspring show. And so we're like, maybe we just go back and do another thing like that. Mm-hmm. So we've got all this content that now we're like, okay, we can actually organize everything and have like when the release actually comes makes sense.
0: Yep. So for anybody that's listening or watching, that's underground and wants to make a significant impact. I taught that, I I expressed that to Poeta when we first started. Like, we recorded three songs and then they wanted to release it. I was like, oh, dude, we're not releasing these until we go back in the studio for our full length, for our debut. Like, no, 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 no. Like, we can still, I was like, no. I was like, you have to build content, put that shit in the basket, and then just start slowly leaking it out so you can build that momentum and that traction. And then, you know, eventually it'll probably push you into some well known success if people pick up on the music like or not you know what i mean but it's just how the business works you know what i mean constantly being relevant like you guys are that's what you got to do you know like and during the pandemic that wasn't fucking easy we were like fuck what do we do (laughs) like we can only do so many live streams like what the fuck like what is dance gavin Dance gonna do a live stream every fucking like month like no they can't do that like i think they did i mean they they would they would If
1: if anybody would i would watch a dance Gavin dance live stream every month
0: Uh, I think the only one that I saw that was really well prepared was August Burns Red. They did like (laughs) every live stream was a 10 year anniversary. Every live stream was something completely different. And, uh, I mean, it was just, but like, I'm just saying for bands that like don't have that, it's like, you can't expect them to stream every month. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's just new ways of discovering how to promote ourselves in this industry during a pandemic but yeah dude like that's that's super fucking tight that everything's prepared and shit and like that's why you're so antsy you're like oh dude i'm ready to fucking go now i know why yeah
1: and yeah. as like as the group we've never done that like we've always just been like oh we have content here world like we got 50 photos from a show here's all 50 of them we're not going to save these and wait and wait and wait we're like we know we have more shit coming whereas at this point we're like okay we actually need to space stuff out and like i started streaming on twitch on the band account luke and connor were doing um youtube streams every sunday like we all we took something in brad's been like spearheading TikTok. like there's no fucking tomorrow and like he's got schedules and like okay we're shooting this stuff on this day and we're figuring like there's actual work going into this, and it's not just, okay, we're going to practice on Mondays and that's it.
0: Yeah. It's, cra- exactly. it's crazy
1: because it's nothing I think any of us are ever prepared for or ready for.
0: No, nobody was prepared for it. That's like the whole thing about this pandemic. Like, nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Like, like this podcast didn't start out of nowhere. Like, it literally started because of the pandemic. Like, being in an underground band, it's like, what do you got to do to stay relevant? I don't know. Start a podcast. Let's see what happens. So, but that, that was like the big thing and do TikTok like I, we already i've already had two episodes like when i talked about this but man TikTok's the way to fucking get discovered sometimes dude holy shit magnolia dude, park I, all that shit dude magnolia park is their own
1: level of anything the fact that they are like in-house video and content creators outside of like anything else is amazing so it's action
0: adventure they told me that yeah
1: I fuck that band deserved like both of them deserve so much i'm so glad action got signed to pure noise
0: yeah, dude, that was like—I mean, I wasn't shocked, but I was definitely surprised. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, "Oh, that's really fucking cool." Like, they really deserve that. And just like with any other band that's super successful, but um, these bands have been around forever, and it's like, I don't know, they're getting those. Like, um, the big one I saw was until I wake. They signed to Fearless. Uh, that's a that's a huge signing. Um, but yeah, there's just there's just ways to go about trying to really get, um, the content out there that you want to do. And that's uh, just—it's just not easy. But th- there's what else has been going on recently with Calling All Captains? Because you were talking about some kind of guitar deal as well that come like during the pandemic
1: yeah our manager cam um cam Burchill, absolute fucking gem anybody who's been around knows this guy he was a warp to a road dog for years he's he's worked with like pierce the veil uh he was out with secrets a bunch he did um hands like houses like we've known the guy for years he's from around here but he got in touch with fender for us and hooked it up with so we're fender artists now um so brad's yeah brad's got his hanging behind i've got mine sitting right down here too like you know, we're super fucking stoked. I think we Brad picked his up yesterday. I picked mine up like a week ago. So like they're brand fucking new. They haven't even uh, seen a practice uh, yet.
0: That's so yeah. juicy, dude. So when they go on tour, like, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's a like, cool one because like I've played played nothing but fenders my entire life. Like I the only time I strayed was my first base was an Ernie Ball Stingray. And I played that thing for years. And then I put on like a Fender Jazz. And I was like, oh my God, it's half the weight. My back thanks me. Like, (laughs) we're going to keep this shit going. And then I've been like slowly getting a little bit lighter because my fat ass is getting out of shape. My knees are starting to give out. So lighter bass. And I've run everything through a app anyway. The tone's all figured out. All I have to do is show up. It's awesome. Uh,
0: It could be worse. You'd be a boomer with a Les (laughs) Paul. You know what I mean? Like... Hey, hey, Brad, you want to pull that studio out from behind you, bud? <laughs> it's,
2: it's literally right there.
0: Is it a 70s yeah. Les Paul?
2: It's so heavy. Like, I can play, like, three songs with it, and then I'm like, okay, my spine's messed
1: up. That's it.
0: Yeah, you're going to have fucking scoliosis, like fucking McMars or some shit, dude, just for playing that on entire <laughs> yeah, tour. Exactly. Like, I'm pretty yeah, exactly. Sure Bra-
1: I'm pretty sure Brad went to high school with McMars. Yeah, good guy. <laughs> He's a good guy. <laughs> He's a good I, guy. Just, you know. Any anybody who follows me on Instagram, I wish Brad a happy birthday about once a month. <laughs> 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 it's never I, I never oh, on his birthday. Just yeah. randomly God. I'll throw up a picture of him and it'll always be something unflattering. Um right. so in, in my head, Brad is like I don't know, forty five, <laughs> but he looks like he could still be fucking sixteen. So
0: it's just fun that's some good deep sarcasm i fucking love that shit dude And like I, I could fucking sit there and talk about sarcasm all day and dude I, I just won't, I, we talked about this off air we won't get into it about the whole situation that I'm gonna oh dude soon. i cannot
1: cannot wait to see that play out so
0: anybody's listening or watching um i have a very very nice surprise coming soon so that's all i'm gonna say but yeah dude so um what 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 was um the the plan for uh this album like were you going to basically uh follow it up with a tour in a sense like because i know everything is like collectively put together for the release and such so is this is this trying to mold itself into like a full like let's say u.s tour or something like that like is there is that like a planned idea for calling all captains
1: I think the game plan is hit the road and never come home. Yeah. Um, realistically, I know provincially right now, everything's still very up in the air. Like Alberta just opened everything on the first, Brad, is that right? Yeah. And I know like uh, British Columbia to the West of us doesn't open till September 7th. So yeah, with things like that, like we're obviously very constrained on like trying to do localized and regionalized tours around here uh, because like, we can't book anything until things are officially open. And then somebody says they're going to stay open, especially in Canada. Cause like everything could just in you know, a fucking switch, like, no, nope, we're going back to phase one. Everything's shut down. Don't leave your fucking homes. Uh, and with that too, like I said, it's trying to book American stuff when we're already battling vaccines and everything up here. Uh, it's hard to get everything dialed in completely. Um, but like Brad mentioned before, we've been talking to agents uh, in the States about getting us out there for a few runs, anything and everything at this point it feels like
0: good good wait sneaky D's is not there anymore right
1: uh toronto i think they saved it
0: thank fucking god oh my god yeah. that place is fucking awesome for fucking shows that's why i, I got oh. i got
1: hammered with sam guayana after we played a show there we played a show there the promoter dipped during our set and we didn't get paid yeah and so
0: well
1: and it was it was we were all really happy. That was actually Brad's birthday, funny enough.
0: <laughs> Ironically, that was actual Brad's birthday. That was actually Brad's birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. Happy birthday <laughs> um, to me.
1: <laughs> and it's yeah. That whole fucking day was wild. So, like, we get into Toronto and, like, you know sneak. so there's the parking lot just across the street where everybody parks. Yeah. Sure. So we used to tour in a handicap bus. Fuck yeah. It was so sick. We had all the gear in with us. We made a loft that we could all sleep in. So, like, we parked the bus there. Everything was good to go. Um, pr- promoter dips so we don't get paid. Uh, I think they kicked us out early because they wanted to do karaoke, and so we went downstairs. Brad and our drummer Tim wound up going out bar hopping or something like that. Uh, Connor and Luke went and sat in the bus and got high. I went and had drinks with uh, Sam Guyana and Chris, who was the old bass player of like Pacific, and I got like blackout hate drunk. I was just so mad that like everything went wrong, and so I was just like angry. And they like closed the bar. I go back to the bus. I fall asleep. Get woken up three hours later by the parking lot attendant who's like, it's 6 a.m. You got to leave. Uh And so we get in. Brad and Tim are still out gallivanting around downtown Toronto celebrating Brad turning 21 or whatever the fuck it was at the time. <laughs> uh, and so Luke in his underwear just gets in the seat, drives around till he finds an empty spot on the side street, gets back in. Sleeps for two hours and then we wake up and we're like, oh shit. We have to do an acoustic session at exclaim like right now We don't know where our drummer and our guitar player are And so we just like drove to the exclaim offices and like text them like we're here And that was it and we just expected them to show up and they did Yeah Tim.
0: Tim, Tim Holy
1: shit Tim showed up still drunk so bad that he passed out in the van or in the bus (laughs) Uh, and it was like 45 Celsius, so it was like 115 or something like that Fahrenheit uh, in- inside the van. And he slept and detoxed through sweat to sober up while Brad is sitting and playing acoustic guitar, looking like he's about to puke inside Exclaim. <laughs> and then Exclaim lost the footage. So we woke up no. and we never what? saw the light of day. Yeah, You,
2: you know the, what? There's, it was a good thing that they lost that. <laughs> I did not feel well oh. Lost the, freelance, the footage The
1: freelance artist that they hired Like literally took the footage And then stopped replying to emails
0: Wow That's fucking bizarre That's like That sounds like honestly Like the worst fucking couple days For something like that Like you guys it's Just like back to back Like Fucked up shit Like Dude we've that. had some horrible Fucking days man Oh my god The horror stories from Tor People don't fucking realize Like <laughs> This ain't fucking all sunshines and rainbows dude I'm not dude, pulling like, out A rocky speech right now But like <laughs> my god like you just gotta fucking you, when you you grind out there bro you know what i mean like you're in the middle of fucking nowhere well i was thinking these in the middle of nowhere but still yeah.
1: brad do you want to tell him about the uh portland show or no seattle the spokane show or whatever the fuck it was the second show of the american tour that we wound oh. up at the hospital
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah man everybody thinks like like you know friends and family are always like oh have fun on tour that'll be a nice vacation
0: uh-huh.
2: and i'm like I'm like man it's it's not a vacation like i'm be, i'm going to die on this tour
0: it's work so yeah we're storm. we're yeah, working it's, hard it's work. we're
1: eating less and we're drinking more like i might not make <laughs> it home
2: yeah i'm like the, the 30 minute set that we play is going to be fun but like the rest of it is almost hell yeah but um yeah no we we uh at the, this was the start of our 60 day US tour and uh we were playing in portland and our drummer tim just like he just goes all in all, every every time and we're like, like you know tim you should uh, you should pace yourself maybe a little bit and and he was like nope gotta go full all the way in and uh he ended up blowing out his rotator cuff on the second show of the tour oh. in portland so we had to take him to the hospital at 2 a.m
1: and um Who's the one that didn't get insurance?
2: <laughs> and yeah, oh. and four to, four to five people in the band got health insurance for the U.S. Guess who didn't? It was <laughs> Tim. Yeah. So he was like, man, is this going to be like a million dollars or something? Isn't like the, the healthcare situation in the States real bad? Right. So he was super concerned about that. And uh, yeah, he, he got some x-rays and some medication and a sling and stuff. And um, luckily our uh luckily luke used to be our drummer so tim rode the bench for a few weeks while he healed and luke stepped up and sang and drummed so
0: what the fuck that's incredible yeah it It was not fun for anybody yeah it was it wasn't perfect it
2: wasn't a perfect system but we we managed to to make it through those two weeks
1: well and i mean so okay this this is the laminate from that tour like that's a lot of fucking shows that's intimidating as shit, dude. He, and when he did he fucked up there? That's the start.
0: <laughs> so if we you're not watching on YouTube, the... <laughs> it's literally show one, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. So Damn,
0: it... I give you props. Holy shit, dude. So we're
1: like, yeah, uh, we wound up at the hospital in Portland. Fortunately, we have friends in Portland that we got to stay with that night. <sighs> Unlike like, again, 60 day tour. I think friends put us up maybe five or six times hotel, maybe five or six times the van twice. Uh, and then brad can tell the story later about everything else um but <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing that one to you bud you enjoy that um but so we're yeah like fortunately we have a place to stay for like a couple nights so like he's resting his shoulder we have a show in portland and we're with um settle your scores and garden side both like two phenomenal fucking bands oh fuck yeah and like obviously we get to the show and we're like luke's playing drums and they're like what the fuck happened we talk to him about it and um rob craig from gardenside or rob snow and um caleb from Settle your scores stepped up and they learned some songs and got to play like a couple extra on the end so like we could give them a full performance instead of just like well <sighs> this is awkward and uncomfortable and so like we got to do that but a week after everything happens with tim we're in california where there used to be an equal vision office where our a and r and everything was uh and like lisa gerlich um kika and alex bemis who are like they're our fucking team. We've never met these people face to face. We'd only at that time we'd only met um, Dan Santangelo, who's the president of EDR, who's the guy who signed us, mm-hmm. uh, and so we're like trying to make a good impression. And we're playing at Program Skate and Sound, which is like an iconic punk venue down there. It's a, literally a skate shop without a fucking drummer, and so just like, man, I'm so sorry. They they fucking loved us. Like we still get along. Um, is now overdoing. Um, like not for profit work. Alex is still our guy. He does all of our editing on a bunch of videos. He edited the unbund video. He edited the guitar playthrough that we're going to be putting out right away. Awesome. Uh, and Lisa has moved over to Rise, and like we still stay in touch. But like, it's one of those moments where like, fuck,
0: because <laughs> you build your you build up the hype as soon as like you know the the tour is announced and you're about to hit the road and then you hit the road and then something like that fucking happens and it's like what a fucking buzzkill, dude. Because now it, you're it out a fucking so... drummer for the whole tour. <laughs> Oh, Fortunately he
1: came he came back in Texas, so like we still had oh, him for two thirds of the tour, which was great. His shoulder still fucks up every now and then. He's reeled it back in, really? thank God. Oh no. Um, That's really
0: a, fucked up well, for drummer. I mean
1: He's been playing. He dropped out of high school to tour, and he'd been playing drums for like four hours a day for ten years straight at that oh, point. I love that. Dude. And like fucking windmilling a china, so it was just this repetitive motion over and over that fucked him up. We used to cover an Alexis on Fire song, and it's like the breakdown of that. He's like, I can tell you exactly where I fucking went out. Like, <laughs> well, you we've know only you played that yeah. Yeah. Um, I had something I forgot.
0: No, it's okay. I was gonna say something that that the same thing basically happened with the sharks. So I let the sharks like stay at my house for a little bit. Oh, they witnessed watch the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that house, was the Super dude. Bowl. Yeah, oh, bro, I partied really fucking hard. I was like, oh, let's go Philly right now. Let's I partied like, hard for that one, man. <laughs> fucking Nick
1: Foles, let's go. Nick
0: Foles, big dick, Foles. <laughs> fucking big dick, Nick, dude, like taking us all the way. So, but on that tour, uh, when they were done staying at my place, like, I think they crashed there for like five days. It was like a home base. They went south and like will the drummer like did something they had to drive all the fuck way back to canada because he didn't have insurance either so they drove to fucking canada and then they came back on the tour like wow that's a fucking hike dude that's when they had the 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 fire engine fucking red uh oh yeah, what is that? yeah, yeah. The fucking ambulance thing i don't even know what the fuck that is but it's sick it's a sick fucking van um but yeah dude that's what i mean like because like you could just go to a hospital in canada you just walk into a hospital in canada and you get taken care of you know what i mean yeah and we don't have that here. It's kind of fucked. <laughs> that's yeah, where the no, that's where the politics come into play, which we're not gonna talk about. But it's like, come yeah, on, well, man. Like, my my
1: wife just moved in. I got married like a week ago. Oh, congratulations! Uh, that's thanks, awesome. bud. Um, but now we're like doing all the process for like her to get all the Canadian stuff sorted. And the first mm-hmm. thing is like, hey, how do we get you to a doctor for free?
0: Right? Seriously? Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, a certificate of some kind of like proven source, I guess.
1: Yeah, we're, we're like, she's literally out there dealing with a lawyer right now while we're doing this. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. She that's wants awesome. to figure out how
0: to work and how to see a doctor and like everything else. We're like, we can figure that much out. Yeah. she got to be fucking productive. That's all. Um, it, it, I just wish that uh, I just wish that, you know, Tim could have been taken care of a little bit. You no. Know, oh, more he, so. he was. He was taken care of. I know. But like it probably we, cost me a pretty penny. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Brad, you want to fill that one in, too? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, yeah,
2: actually we de- we debated for a bit. We're like, should we drive him back to Canada or like, what like what's the best way to do this? Um, and we, ended up just, um, so he got, Uh-oh. he got fixed, fi- fixed up and medicated. And, uh, and then we, we had to keep going. And, um, so about a week later, you know, he was like, he was like, man, I, I you know, I just got this really bad feeling like a, like this bill is gonna come at some point. Like, what's it gonna be? And um and we we ended up in Texas when he finally got the bill. And I no, think it was
1: We so hang on, I'm gonna fix that. We were in Odessa, Texas, or Abilene or something like that, and we met a dude. Uh, but he got the bill in Jacksonville, Florida or Gainesville, Florida. It was one of the two. Oh yeah. It's it's it when whenever Leonard was out of the show. Leonard's Luke's dad. Um Luke's dad flew from Edmonton to Florida. My parents oh. flew from Edmonton to like Phoenix, Edmonton to Buffalo to come like check up on us on tour. Yeah, We're like for sure. super fortunate our families are supportive in this shit.
0: Oh, 100%, he- dude.
2: But um, so, yeah,
1: he got the bill in Florida.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, no. But in Texas, we met this dude at a show. and um, uh, And after the show, this guy just like came up to us and was like, yo, I love your band. You guys make great music. Do you want to stay at my house tonight? And we were like, hell yeah. And um, and we went and stayed with this dude, and he was like, super nice. He put us up and bought us snacks and, like, all kinds of shit. Just a great we,
1: dude. We got a full garbage bag of, like, chips and chocolate bars and just yeah. random fucking, like, rat pastries and shit. <laughs> Billy and Miranda, if you guys fucking hear this, we still talk about you. You guys are amazing people. Yeah,
2: Billy's our dude. Anyway, uh, we stayed with him, and uh, the next day, Billy was like, yo, so... I'm not working right now. I just sold a house. I got a whole bunch of money. Is it cool if I just like follow you guys around on tour? And we were like, "Yeah, man, hell yeah, fuck, see you at the next show."
1: Yeah, we're we're leaving Texas this day and we're going to Ohio.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah, we're like, are you you. sure?
0: I'm following following you. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah, so he
2: he he followed us, and I think this this is probably like the tenth, like the eighth or. Tenth somewhere like that, eighth or tenth show that he followed us. We're in Florida, and Tim finally gets his bill, and he was like, "Man, it's like, it was, I don't know what it was. It was like three thousand dollars U.S. or something, oh, which in, in Canada is like a million dollars." So, we, uh, he wait,
0: was. I want to do the math real quick. $3, 000, yeah, do the exchange there, rate. It, it was 4,500 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Damn, that was quick yeah. math. That was quicker than me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, no. That's not quick math. That's, I just remember it happening and almost going. <laughs> oh, damn. What? You should have just took the props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: my dad's from Oklahoma. I'm from Canada. I do Celsius and Fahrenheit like that. That's about all I got. Ah,
0: that's kind of cool. I don't know Celsius for shit, bro. That's a
1: skill. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're kilometers. Um,
2: but yeah, so anyway, uh, Tim gets his bill and he's like, he's like, man, like, we're already not making very much money on this tour. I don't make very much money back home. Like, teach it, Tim teaches music lessons and, like, drum and piano and shit. Like, he's a full-time musician, has been for years. And uh, he was like, I have no idea how, how I'm going to pay this. Like, uh, I'm, I'm fucked. And uh, he was just, like, outside being de- depressed. And uh, and Billy was like, hey, man, like, what's wrong? And he was like, well, you, you know, th- you know how this happened? Well, I finally got my bill, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And, uh, and and Billy was like, man, that, that sucks. I'm, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. And I think he, he left and like half an hour later, he came back and he was like, here, dude, I got your
1: medical bills and just like handed him the cash. Yeah. 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 (laughs) George, I love, I love how it's just like, I'm not sure if you're still there frozen, but if it wasn't for the computer flashing, it's just awestruck.
0: No, I'm literally like fucking not moving an inch. That's fucking crazy he the dude just straight up fucking paid three grand for his medical bills it's fucking awesome
2: yep yeah man like an an actual angel
1: dude. we we've gone back to texas before and he like buys beers for the band he's got a tattoo from like captains and i'm more like man we just like this is just a homie we met he's like but he's one of our best friends i think we've ever met on tour like yeah he's just and he was just a guy who was at a show and was like hey i like your band
0: oh my god and i thought i was nice jesus christ that dude's fucking <laughs> you thought we're canadian and we're not even that nice <laughs> well you mean the stereotype for canadians aren't that nice <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know the sharks are pretty nice i don't know i don't know what they're like behind closed doors now i'm just fucking around um, I'm
1: not gonna throw three grand at somebody
0: for their medical bills oh, though. Neither like that's am I, bro, Are you fucking That's kidding a me? different level of a good human being. Like that's incredible. Yeah, it takes me too long to make three grand. I don't need that fucking uh you gotta love the be the life of being a musician, fucking poor, hungry, dirty. Like it's a fucking hard it's a hard gig, dude. That's why like I like you said earlier, you know it's not a fucking vacation when you go on tour, like it's a do- it's a job but it's a job that doesn't pay well until you know it starts taking off in a sense but yeah dude it's fucking rough and wow billy you're the fucking man dude wow i'm still shocked by it like that's like there's so much money to a lot of people so
1: well dude like he's he's not a guy that's in a band like he's just a homie he's actually a promoter in texas now like he's like man i just want to see the scene thrive and so he just like puts on these shows and make sure everybody gets taken care of and like Guy's an amazing, amazing human.
0: That's awesome. I wish I could fucking... I wish I had the time to throw shows because I'd throw some fucking really banging shows. We had this place called Sacred Grounds years ago, dude. I think the biggest bands that came through was, like, I Set the Kill during their prime and, like a couple other bands but like that was where we used to go like it was like a $5 cover charge it was fuck there was like dirty couches people were making out on them people were having sex in the cemetery next door and shit like it was fucking it was the fucking good old days dude now it's really hard to fucking get gigs because of the fucking guarantees that basically apply to every single venue now so that's that that's really a fucking shame that we have to do that um do you guys know who you're probably going to be touring with by any chance or do you do you do you, who do you want to tour with when you start releasing this album like
1: so that's that's where it sits is who we want to um I, man i would fucking kill to like you know roll out with like i, I would want to do that same tour again i love the dudes and set your scores like if we could rip another run with them that would be fucking yeah, incredible They
0: just got signed too so that's a lot of momentum right yeah
1: well and they, their new record like the two singles they've dropped are fucking phenomenal i talked to christian like every week the dude is like so fucking hyped on everything they got coming like their record is gonna be amazing um if we're going like far the fuck out there i would love to open for state champs and do like a run with them
0: fuck yeah you guys would suit so well state champs state champs neck deep um because there's calling on captains has that grit like it has that like it's like it's it's pop punk but it has that edge to it you know what i'm fucking saying dude like that you don't really hear that shit like state champs is like that's that's like poppy 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 you know what i mean like because he's got a great voice but i just i just love the great. you'd fit so well with that um
1: we're we're the kind of band like i think once we did the switch we got luke singing up front and everything too when you look at pop punk and you look at the bands that are out there doing pop punk it's a lot of pop punk and we're like now we're gonna be pop punk
0: right you're gonna put the more emphasis on the punk in a sense
1: yeah, I mean, I want to play a show where somebody leaves in an ambulance, but I also want everybody to have a good time. Like, you know what I'm
0: like, – I like
1: having some fun. I like a good mosh pit, but I also want yeah. to see some kids two-step into the shit. Like,
0: yeah. oh, fuck. Oh, I miss two-stepping, dude. I miss shows so badly. I'm too old to be in a fucking mosh pit, but I'll two-step the fuck out of a song. And not only that, dude, like, when that guy goes to the hospital, you want him to have, like, a thumbs up and be like, hey, "I can't," believe. and he, like, tells that story. Oh, man, I got fucked up at a Call of captain show. It was great, dude. Like, I got fucked up at a – I got fucked up at a, uh, early Attila with rage. Uh, I oh got, fuck yeah! I got fucked up on that fucking show in a in a dive bar in New Jersey. Holy shit! I got my ass thrown on the ground. My one friend got knocked the fuck out. Ironically, on lights out on the song. So, ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, took it a little too literally. We're good. Yeah, d- oh dude, he went so fucking hard in the pit. It was wild, or maybe it was. Was it Rage or was it Outlawed? I think it was Outlawed, but still it was still a good show. They were on the Up and Coming and stuff, too. But um, State Champs, Neck Deep. They, yeah, I think there's just... Because now, now what's happening is there's this new bubble bubblegum uh, pop called New Punk, which is like the new pop punk. It says Jesse Lee basically coined the term, um, which is like the MGK style and all that shit. But I think yeah. it's great how it's making it relevant again. So uh, we definitely need more of that. Um, oh yeah. well, I mean that that
1: MGK Kenny Hoopla tour, like if that was coming up here. I would be fucking first person in line, like that's what waiting I'm saying. for him. Yeah, like man. that that shit goes hard. But then it's also like, man, that leaves the opening for you know what five seconds of summer started, where they were like, yeah, we're gonna go and open for One Direction, but then we're also gonna go play with like All Time Low. Like it just it opened the door, all this came in, and the next thing you know, it's gonna be like MGK and a Day to Remember doing a run together.
0: Oh my god, dude, that's like a fucking huge lineup. That's a huge... I, I could actually fucking see that happening. And you know what? I, I want to say this right now. I'm going to be the first person to say this because I used to like to... I used to like... To like try to call things before they happen. But I think a day to remember is going to take a break soon. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be... not. I don't think they're going to break up, but I think they're going to go on hiatus soon. I have a feeling. I think after the release of Bad Vibrations, it just hasn't been the response that they were looking for. Or maybe it was just like, come on, let's just finish this album and get out of the way because it took very long... To fucking get that album set. Man, I
1: I accidentally bought that vinyl in gold. Accidentally. (laughs) I literally I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll buy the record. And I just like went on my phone and I was like, yeah, at cart said. And then like I got the visa bill and I was like, the fuck did I spend $130 on? (laughs) And then I got the email. They're like, oh yeah, you know what was supposed to be here in June? Well try November. And like they still haven't pressed
0: it. So I'm just like, (laughs) fuck me, dude uh right in the ass bro it's right. it's it's crazy dude like um oh i can't wait to see what your vinyl's gonna look like speaking of vinyl i can already kind of like see the mesh the or how many how many variants are you doing two five okay a that's bunch, so yeah. sick dude i love that shit um yeah i think that i think the mgk thing opened up a whole doors. like uh and dude it's crazy because i see so many people still on the internet they're like fuck that music i'm like nah dude like you don't get it like this is basically like like him mod son kenny hoopla like all those dudes fucking and dude even like new new dudes that i've just started discovering like chad tepper or nathan james nathan james is mgk's photographer who is now getting into music which i mean he's always been a musician but whatever but um it's basically young money with minaj and drake and this and that it's making the genre relevant so like why the fuck not Dude, it makes us look great. Oh, yeah. the fuck? Yep. <laughs> like, It's very confusing. I never under- I never understood the hate for it, but I guess because, like, I mean, the, the fucking song went platinum. Or the album went platinum, so, just recently. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then TikTok made that viral all-time low TikTok with the anime intro and shit. That made that single platinum, too. So, I don't know, dude. It's just fucking out of this world. So, state champs neck deep is there anybody else like you're trying to like aim to tour with in retrospect like have you like have you because i know like some label mates um that's usually what le- like r- labels do they put tour packages together with label mates so, like maybe like young culture or something or um
1: would would love a young culture on um sherry amore yeah. who just got signed yeah. fucking love love those dudes yeah. would be so never to loved.
0: so how do you feel about never loved i think they're great I
1: literally was messaging Cam. They're doing rehearsals for their "Armor for Sleep" tour, and I was just Uh. like, "Yo, what's up?" Like that. I, (laughs) me, Cam, and Chain. Um. So, during all the pandemic, when everything was going on, one of the big things was Luke was like, "Hey, we got to get a Discord going." Him and Cam, our manager, got everything set up, so we got our own Discord server. That when everything was like super locked down and really shitty outside, was popping off. Uh, it's still like pretty busy now, but like I'm not around in a whole lot. Brad, I don't think you're around it a whole lot either. You might post your fucking breakfast salad or something. That's about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, So it's like we kind of drifted away. But through that, um, the Never Love dudes added me to one of theirs. And it's just the power hour. So all they do is like they sit and make it's a music video compilation where there's a new song every minute. And every time the new song starts, you do a drink. So we just ah. sit around and hammered and tell stories and watch music videos and like enjoy it. So like me and those dudes get along really fucking well. And they are like, that's one of my dream bands to tour with from the label would be like uh. us, them, pierce the veil. Oh, and we came as Romans or some shit like that would be a run.
0: Oh, I'm going to flex real hard. Fucking we came as Romans. Just follow me on TikTok, And I fucking almost cried. dude. I was like, I right, there you guys for right. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing him on the Two Planet Seed Tour. Uh, I just don't know what they're going to do with Kyle not being there, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know who's yeah. going to take the cleans, but... <sighs> uh, I got I got faith in Andy. Bass players unite. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go, Andy! Do two fucking instruments. Be be like Tim. Play two instruments. Sing and play an instrument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking... Um, God, that'd be sick. That's cool as fuck, though. Sitting back and talking. Yeah, because I saw Young Culture. They did something innovative and... They would like have this thing on twitch they would stream and stuff i didn't know i, I didn't know never love was doing that i tried hitting them up but the manager that used to manage them doesn't work with them anymore so it's kind of hard to get hold of them
1: uh um, oh dude th- their new manager is such a fucking great dude dude he's the guitar player for rarity adam clark
0: oh shit okay
1: yeah um we fucked the first time we played with rarity uh I, and this ties back to an earlier point yeah. um when when you were talking about like you know, like I said, taking somebody out in a stretcher. There's a photo of us on stage with a girl in the front row, with just blood pouring down her face, having the time of her life. But the first time we played with Rarity, uh, Adam Clark takes a glass on stage and smashes it and punches it and then keeps playing and realizing he split his hand open like pretty bad. So like midway through the set, Connor and Luke, are our fucking resident first aid staff, literally (laughs) bring him over, like wrap toilet paper around, make sure you can still play, like tape them together. Finish the fucking set, and then somebody drove him to the hospital to get stitched up. Oh Because like it, dude, it,
0: it was bad. Oh, I, I mean, I'm sure it was, especially when you, fuck, you you cut your fucking hand open on glass and it's fucking. It was point. like right, like whole fucking uh, way down. I'm not good with blood. Oh, dude, that's punkish shit, though. Like, oh yeah, fucking. It doesn't matter, dude. Yeah. There's blood splat everywhere. You yeah. know what? Also, was punk shitting your pants on stage. Will from We Were Sharks shit his pants while he was drumming when we were on tour with him. Oh my god, that was fucking <laughs> hilarious.
1: Brad, you want to tell the story? <laughs>
0: How how many people should their pants on tour? That's what I want to know. I need to start It's always, always, always a drummer. (laughs) Oh, like I don't I dude, I'm the drummer, so like I gotta really fucking watch myself. (laughs) Like no. No. Yeah, Yeah, wait, so did Tim really show his (laughs) pants? Yeah, he
1: did. Do Do you wanna go into that whole bit? Uh, you tell it. You probably remember it better than me. (laughs) So we're, we're literally, it's the last day of that fucking giant ass tour. Uh, we're in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which if you're listening, Manitoba doesn't exist. It's a myth that the Canadian government made up. It's empty space there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so we're playing the show, uh, and like, we're all fucking exhausted. We've been on tour diet for like nothing but Taco Bell and taquitos from 7-Eleven. Like we are not doing good. It's hot as shit in the venue. uh, And we're like headlining. We're ending the set with Dead Alexis on Fire cover that I talked about. The one that he fucks his shoulder up on. And it's uh, this could be anywhere in the world. So right after that last pause, it goes into the final breakdown. And as he's playing, he just like looks down and pukes straight into his own lap without stopping.
0: Whoa! And we're just like,
1: yo, like what the fuck? Like none of us knew until afterwards either. Uh, and then he immediately and like side stage is the door to the outside where we're parked right. immediately runs outside to finish puking and as he's puking shits himself <laughs> and then just like <laughs> looks at us and is like "Somebody to get me toilet paper now so I think, I think Brad's filming it and Connor runs inside <laughs> that's toilet paper <laughs> but, that's toilet paper <laughs> fucking get this oh, no. shit dude yeah it's, you're, you're, he's got the flash on and everything. We have been together yeah. for so long that yeah, nothing's sacred
2: anymore. Your best friend is not the guy that gets the TP. It's the guy that films and laughs. Yeah.
1: So, mind you, this is in like the end of March in Western Canada. It is snow outside. So he's standing in like ankle deep snow, puking in one end, pants down the other, just in the alley outside just, of a fucking venue. in the
0: snow. Bro, I'm crying. That's so (laughs) fucking awesome. That is like the worst fucking like dude, worst tour ever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he he did not have a good time, but he had a great time.
0: Oh, dude, stop. Well, okay, so this,
1: like, again, we talked about this before. When we were on this tour, we did like ten days with friends, a few days in hotels, and a few days in the van. Every other night, we stayed at a place that we have coined the Tinder Hotel. Oh uh not really all it was was like you know we're just sitting like we paid for tinder gold and we're just swiping on everybody
0: like, hey, and we're in a every- band. Like,
1: everybody's bio it. was like yo we're five canadian dudes on tour if you have like a floor or a couch that would be awesome mm-hmm. the amount of people that were like oh my god i feel so bad for you we'll definitely put you up that's actually how i that, that's how i met my wife is <gasps> oh. like brad matched with her on tinder brat damn it <laughs> <laughs> oh no go got first no. <laughs> brad, brad fucking brad naked looks a lot better than nick naked so like i, I even <laughs> i right him, kind of thing. um but yeah so we like we wound up staying in a bunch of these places and like making a ton of friends and the awesome right, thing right, right. was is every woman that put us up like didn't expect anything there was no like oh my god we need to sleep together if you're gonna stay here like there was it was totally transparent the whole time like listen we just need a place to sleep in a shower if you have it so a yeah, sure. ton of people we made friends with it was also great because at the time, everybody in the van but Tim was dating. So Tim, being Tim, hmm. got to have a little more fun than the rest of us on uh, tour sometimes. So shooting
0: his pants, throwing up isn't that yeah, bad when you're when, getting laid. When I or... say
1: sometimes, I'm gonna say like twice. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> days, but like, dude, that beats nothing. the hell, beats the hell out of jerking off in a fucking flying J bathroom,
0: <laughs> like <laughs> with the fucking like urinal <laughs> falling apart, dude, like fucking <laughs> cracking the water all over the place <laughs> and shit. The most solidarity any of us got
1: on tour was when we'd stop at, like, a truck stop and pay for the shower, and we'd have an hour there. And I would, like, shower in 10 minutes and then just sit on my phone and just be like, I don't want to fucking go back and see the band. Like, fuck this. <laughs> nothing but them for 60 fucking days. Like, leave me alone. Ooh,
0: yeah, this is your quiet space. This is where you go. It's, just, it's your fucking, like, uh, therapy room. Like, I ah, just fucking scream and take a hot shower and fucking got to be careful with those truck drivers, because I I'm in—I—I have a CDL, I'm in that industry, and there's some fucking gross-ass fucking truck drivers out there, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're a little creepy, too. Dude, that's actually genius. I've never heard of that uh, idea of just swiping right, paying for Tinder gold, hey, like, literally make the profile, the band, and then just kind of continue with, hey, yeah, well, we we're in, we're in mean, town, we need a place to stay, kind of shit, blah, we, blah, blah, blah.
1: We had people that were like, hey, we can't put you up, but we'll come to the show and support and like buy a shirt. What the we, fuck? That's so sick. It, it's an untapped advertising market. Oh. It was awesome. You're but, just releasing man.
0: secrets on this podcast. You know that, right? Like, <laughs> hey, no,
1: uh, tour tips 101. If you have any questions, oh. me and Brad, we can help with anything any Canadian artist will need.
0: All right. So the um, next so the dude, ne- It the was next... crazy.
2: It was crazy. Like, we had people bring us food and just, they're like, hey, can I just like, I you can't, you can't stay with me. I'd love to help, but can I just like PayPal you money for a hotel? Like, people yeah, we'll like, just everything it was
1: Dude, crazy we, we were in minneapolis final four weekend katie Perry was playing Lil mosey was playing like every hotel was just sold the fuck out and this woman it's our last american show like it's wrestlemania night like everything is just oh popping God, off going on. and so we're sitting around and like woman's like listen i'm a paramedic i'm on call all night and i know hotels are expensive here here's three hundred dollars and just like sent money to us and I think we wound up driving like an hour, got like a hundred dollar hotel room and then used that leftover money to like put gas in the tank. Uh, and we went, we sent the boys to Perkins to go pick up some food. And like, we just got like set up for the night. And this one woman was just super nice and everything about it. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. You guys run some great people. I, dude, I literally, well, my touring experience is very little. So it's like, like Canada, we were treated very well in Canada. I mean, we, we, you know, we didn't. Stay in anybody's houses and shit, but like you know, it was fucking cold. But like you know, we stayed in a hotel, so it was a weekender. It wasn't that bad. But I'm glad there's other people like mine like that that take consideration to these fans because it's not fucking easy. I, I, dude, fuck sleeping on, in a van, dude. I'd rather sleep on a fucking floor with one pillow and a blanket. Like that's it. Like you don't. I I
1: changed. did that. Uh, I did that on the Yale campus or some shit when we stayed with Sydney Brad. I don't think I had a blanket. I think I used like my hoodie as a pillow and I was just like face down in it and I'm like. I don't have to worry about, like, somebody breaking into the van because, like, we're in secure parking. Like, everything just felt so much safer. We did stay with some fucking weird people on that Mm -hmm. tour. And, like, obviously anybody who's going to let five random dudes sleep on their floor that they've never met, you're going to run into those people that are like, listen, I'm down for it. But I'm down for a lot more weird shit if you're down. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, like guys
0: with mustaches who host podcasts. (laughs) Like, nah, <laughs> that,
1: that's tame compared to like san antonio brad
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: we stayed oh, we stayed with a couple swingers that we didn't know were swingers until we were already inside
0: oh um, and then we, and we saw we saw this swing talk? okay hold on i'm gonna put my feet up for this one i want to listen <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god dude I'm, I'm, I'm about this right now because like this king shit fucking fuels my goddamn brain all right so what happened so who slept with who <laughs> okay well, okay wait wait I didn't sleep inside I
1: slept in the van
2: okay yeah no this is the funniest oh. part this is the funniest part so um w- we match with this with this woman on tinder and she's like yeah you can, you can you guys can stay at my place tonight and we're like awesome hit us with the address she sends it we get there and we message her I'm like okay we're, we're here it's like a gated community we had to be let in so we're, we message her we're like okay we're here can you come let us in and this guy comes out, and he comes out, and like, yeah, you guys are going to park right over here. Here, I'll show you. And he just, like, opens the yep. door to the van and hops in. Whole he's like,
1: got, like, a polo shirt and a hat on with, like, matching insignias. So we're all like, ah, it's the security dude. Like, she called him to let us in.
2: Yeah, and he's super friendly. Cool, okay. That's all right. And so we, like, get all of our stuff, and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll show you where it is. Like, follow me. And he's, like, going to take us right to the door. So we're like... Wow, this is this is how the gated communities live. This is amazing. Okay. And we get there, and uh, we get to the door. The door opens. He walks in, and there's a sex wing in the front room, and Nick's like, I'm going to sleep in the van. i just out of there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so nothing's done. I'm sleeping in the van. Fuck. But... Yeah. Dude, it, it's one of those things. Like, we're all sitting around, and it's not like it's, like, set up. It's, like, pinned against the wall like it's art. So It's like okay, whatever. This is weird, but then you notice the eye hook in the ceiling where they set it up directly over the futon where they told the boys to sleep.
2: <laughs> Wait, there's, there's a picture on my phone somewhere of, of, of us being like, Okay, who's sleeping where? And like, do we rock, paper, scissors to see who gets the futon? Like, wanting to lose, obviously. <laughs> and so, I have this picture on my phone of connor sitting on the futon just looking so uncomfortable with the sex swing beside him right there the like well and
0: so it, it gets weirder uh, than please, that please fucking so inform me
1: before everybody like bails out the only bathroom in this little like duplex is off their master bedroom mm-hmm. so you have to walk through the marital bedroom of like she's like hi i'm marianne and this is my husband scott like Immediately, we're like, something's up, but it doesn't click like right away. Um, Luke starts showing them some dude on like the piano or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it's a shot from behind. And the Luke's like, ah, oh, this guy like doesn't have an ass. And he's like, oh, neither do I. And then shows a picture on his phone. And we had a game. And this was like one of the big Tinder things we had uh, where we would take selfies with the phone between our butt cheeks and send it to each other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to go on tour with you guys. That's why fucking Bill came on tour with you motherfuckers. It's because that, because fucking you guys are fucking crazy.
1: But so Luke winds up showing the husband this photo, and he kind of just like looks at the phone and like, and I'm throwing some glasses on because I want to be as creepy as possible for this one. But he was one of these. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, you really don't have an ass.
1: Yeah, Luke is the most sweet and innocent kid you will ever meet. And so this is all clear over his head. He has uh, no idea what's going on. So I wind up going to the van to sleep and I get the story the next morning that everybody went to bed. And I think it was like Connor and Tim took the futon, Brad's on the floor and Luke's on the floor and like lights go out. and It's like 20 minutes later and Luke's like, shit, I have to pee. And like any other human being would have in that situation, Mm -hmm. you piss in the kitchen sink, you open the front door, like you do everything you can not to walk through the marital bedroom of the swingers into the bathroom. Nope, Luke in his fucking tighty whitey's like opens the door and just goes, "Oh, sorry, excuse me, and like runs into the bathroom, (laughs) pees, and runs out. And then she starts messaging Brad on Tinder, and then she's like, I'm so glad you guys could stay here. She's like, yeah, I'm glad you guys could stay too. You're really funny and you're really cute. And Brad just goes, okay, thanks, Knight, and, like, turns his phone over and just lies on his back staring at the ceiling until the sun comes up to make sure nobody grabs him.
0: <laughs> oh, no. That poor fucking dude. Wow. So nobody got action from that. That That's definitely... No. The fucking... I, I, think,
1: I think we all went fucking celibate after that, honestly. Oh,
0: holy... <laughs> holy shit, dude. I mean... Wow, I mean, I don't. Uh, well, well, how attractive was the fucking female? You know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> that. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not shaming anybody. It's just like no. You know, if you're not attracted to somebody, not attracted to somebody. But holy shit, dude, that's fucking well, I, I- bizarre.
1: Again, it it was Especially one of those situations that like we were very upfront on tour. We all were dating somebody back home, so nobody was sleeping around. Like we're all loyal and responsible dudes. That's true. And Tim's still in a sling, so we're not going to throw him to the dogs at that point. He could get more hurt.
0: Yeah. I just I also forgot that you all were had a were in a relationship at the time too. So it's like uh like which is cool as fuck cuz you got a little shit, but yeah. there are some people out there that don't do that. But yeah, dude, like fuck, like that <laughs> that's that's fucking well, uh, hilarious. real quick i do i do want to give a quick
1: shout out to the girlfriends at the time for being totally okay and like understanding of that's what we did to sleep was like go on tinder and swipe
0: because like super I, yeah every
1: everybody was like listen i get it just don't stick your dick in anything and it was yeah, like sick basically. like we're good to roll connor's actually connor's still seeing the same woman like i said i met my wife on that one Yep. like we're all very fortunate that like we got all the situations that we've been through, everybody has been like, yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, seriously. Yeah, because it could go completely south and, like, you don't have a significant other that's not supporting something like that. But that's actually one of, like, the smart. I, I just never heard of that theory, like, or idea before. This is new to me. I think it's fucking genius. If I ever go back on the road, I'm definitely utilizing that. Plus, I'm single, so it's like, just throwing that out there. But, like, <laughs> I. I'll hey you want to fucking hang out let's
1: go the only tour that I've ever been single on like I am a serial monogamist uh was we were touring England it was a DIY tour it's three weeks and I'm the only single one uh, sorry one of two single people it's us and Chief State Chief State's drummer Ooh. is single I I'm single that's it I got shut down every night for three weeks straight with everybody I talk to. That's
0: so fucking annoying. I know it's like, bro. I'm there for you.
1: Uh, Brad's my fucking wingman. We're in a bar in like Leeds, like sitting and slamming drinks and stuff. And this, still to this day, might be my favorite tour bar we've ever stopped at, Brad. Uh, was the joint that it's like only playing like 2000s pop hits so like it would go from like blink 182 to britney spears to like tlc like it was all over the fucking map it was so sick uh and drinks were on special that night that you could get anything you wanted for a pound so we were doing oh. double yag bombs for like two pounds which is like dirt fucking cheap mm-hmm. and i think i got shut down 15 times in one night Ugh.
0: That's fucking true.
1: It was a, it was an upsetting time, but we also went back to like the university dorm that me and Brad were sleeping at mm-hmm. at like five a.m. and Brad broke a badminton net and then we like got on a train and left. Man, uh, it was a uh, it was uh, a weird uh, night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking crazy, dude. There's I did the, and that's I've I mean I've heard horror stories on fucking tours before, but not when you're basically trying just to just take a goddamn nap and you're worried about fucking a swinger couple trying to grab your dick in the middle of the night <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's fucking oh i'd be i'd be scared of shit. i'm like oh please don't touch me like i just want to go play my show tomorrow and go to bed like <laughs> what the fuck like yeah. it's not that hard oh they, but there's so many people out there so yeah i guess uh, d- 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 i mean on the retrospective things there's a lot of gray people that like support you and then there's also those fucking creepy people so just, if you're an underground band trying to tour just watch the fuck out dude just watch the fuck out that's wild uh, hey
1: we and knock on wood that whole tour nobody broke into the van nobody stole the catalytic converter like we were mm-hmm. totally safe and taken care of and responsible that whole time and i think we actually came home in the black on that tour because we weren't getting hotels so frequently
0: mm-hmm. oh good
1: we've, yeah we've done tours since then um we, actually the last tour that we really got to do uh we started in toronto we did like blackout fest we played a couple shows with trash boat and we did a run with a band from north carolina that went like through the midwest back up through like edmonton and shit and then we went down the west coast and then we drove pretty much like we did two shows in texas and then we drove straight to like atlanta and then did like two or three shows like atlanta and the carolinas and then we had to deadhead it home from south carolina
0: what's your and uh, oh i'm sorry go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off oh no that was just like i think we got a hotel
1: like every other night on that tour and like by the end of it it was just like we're not making money we had a bunch of van repairs that had or or not even the van the trailer had to get repaired a bunch on that tour uh and so it was just like financially it was a fucking wreck but you know we we got to kind of compare the two of them in these in a year of doing these two american tours of like you know if we're willing to sacrifice some human decency and like throw ourselves out like that we're going to be able to sleep and kind of survive a little bit more for free Mm -hmm. um but it's also in the same breath too that like getting to do that and going through everything and uh when i was doing like the run with bear tooth in january of last year anybody that put us up i would hit up and be like listen if you want to come to the show you got guest list like i'm not gonna we we don't forget the people that put us up and the people that have supported us through all the years and so it's very much like yeah you know what it, we're trying to pay it back
0: yeah yeah and they, and they do uh like for instance kyle the manager from the sharks the tour manager dude he made all of my logos like he made all this yeah, yeah. and he, i was like how much are he's like dude i just i was bored i was like what what do you <laughs> mean like i fucking love you dude <laughs> um, i, I love i do love LimeWire, so i'm making for that <laughs> <laughs> uh, people are starting to uh compare that on TikTok. they're like oh is this intentional to be LimeWire?" but when i initially first saw this like the name was there but i had a different logo it looked like shit and then Kyle made this. So I was like, "This kind of looks like LimeWire. I like it. It's a subliminal fucking marketing thing. It's the first thing you think of." So, uh, I'll
1: but it, it, it works. It works in the way of like you know you are doing underground music, and that's how people used to get underground music. So it just kind of seamlessly like,
0: right? Like someone said, uh, "Oh, dude, you totally ripped off the live wire or the LimeWire." <laughs> uh, the logo i'm like yeah but instead of stealing music i'm promoting music so shut the fuck up <laughs> hey <laughs> like, yeah you know ed- I mean?
1: anybody who gives you shit for owning that being like well if you use that you clearly didn't support it like i do
0: right exactly oh. motherfucker i don't really go off on people on tiktok because they're anonymous and they do it on purpose because they're fucking e- there's evil people out there oh uh uh, uh what you th- what's more um on your experience, what do you uh, think of touring within Canada and U.S.? Is it completely different or is it relatively the same when doing runs like that?
1: It is so different. Uh, at least my perspective, Brad, you can kind of speak to this if you think so as well. But uh, it, touring up here, like it's so cities are so few and far between that like we don't get to do things when we tour Canada. It's very much like drive from wherever we stay to the venue Load in, sound check, stand around for three or four hours, play a set, and then drive to the next city or the next wherever. Like, we don't get to hang around and do things. Whereas, like, when we're more touring the states, like, you know, shows are only four hours away from each other in some parts. And we got to go and see, like, Times Square at 3 a.m. because I think our drive the next day was only two and a half hours. Uh, versus, like, hey, we're playing Edmonton tonight. We got to be in Vancouver for 4 p.m. tomorrow. That's a nine hour drive minimum. Like, we have to leave at 5 a.m. So it's it's a lot easier to tour the States, uh, but that also being said, Western Canada goes so fucking hard for any band that's willing to come through and play shows here. Mm-hmm. We've been coast to coast, north to south, we've been to Europe, nothing goes off like a show in Edmonton or in Vancouver or in Calgary. Like, places out here are so... I, I, I almost call it star for shows because... They don't get them so much, so when they do come, right. it's insane.
0: Right, like Dewey Hal, Hal, Halperus, Dewey Dewey Halperus, uh, he owns the peer or he's Peer Pleasure, Peer Pleasure podcast on Equal Vision. He said yeah. Alaska has fucking banging shows because nobody fucking goes there. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what I was gonna ask you. I was like, I wonder if that's because it's like kind of like near Alaska, and it's like really hard to fucking get there, so. That's
1: sick. Uh, well, and I mean, from us east until you hit almost like the Toronto area, there's not a whole lot of major cities to go through and play. So your option, if you're going to come up this way, it's like you do Seattle, you do Vancouver, you do Edmonton, you do Calgary, and then you go to Portland or some shit like that. And then have to almost do the circle. And it, there's no money in that. The drives are shit. The places uh... to stay are shit. Like it, It's hard to get people up here. And if you do come up here, you might get one of the cities like, when we used to get Warped Tour, I think the last time we had Warped Tour in Edmonton was, like, 2010.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, but, like, they always stop somewhere in Canada, right? Always. For us, like... Toronto. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Toronto. T- Toronto oh, yeah. and Vancouver, <laughs> like, coast to coast. That was Major it. cities, yep. Yeah, that makes, sense. That
1: makes uh, sense. And what I mean, like, we are... when If anybody gets a chance to look at a map and see how far north Edmonton truly is, it's fucked. Like, we are the, the further... The most northern city in North America with over a million people.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: And I think it's like if, if you saw a line, and I might be wrong on this. I Somebody tried to correct me, and I was pretty drunk, and I don't remember it. But uh, if you draw a line around the globe uh, from Edmonton, you line up with Siberia, Russia.
0: Oh, I heard Torian Russia's a fucking bitch.
1: Yeah, but like we are in the middle of butt fuck nowhere, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and just like Russia, I had uh totally wild on from Wildways. He said, "Dude, touring over in fucking Russia, oh forget about it. It's just long drives to fucking somewhat big cities." Well, yeah, because yeah. now that I think about it, it's like Philly, New York, Baltimore, um, Jersey. That's all right there in this like collective circle. So it's like you know, because yeah, you're you're Jersey, right? Uh, yeah, technically Philly. I'm Philly, but. You you are, dude. I was in Philly for like three weeks. I know it's so annoying. Cause like I could have fucking hung out with you on one of my days. Yeah. Like, what were you doing there? Where you? Uh, that, say.
1: That's where the the wife lived. So literally, oh, like I I flew awesome. into Philly. Um, when we met her, she was living in Lancaster, and so like. No
0: shit. Okay.
1: Yeah, we we played the Lizard Lounge, so Chameleon Club.
0: Rest in peace. To a great Yeah.
1: Wife. Uh, we we played to four people. I understand why it went under.
0: Yeah. Chameleon Club has, the Lizard Lounge never really played. No. Yet um that many fucking uh they never never played that many shows and like there wasn't a lot of people that came with the lizard lounge but when the camellia club had a big show it used to hit yeah well so
1: we got we got married at phantom power in lancaster
0: oh i know exactly where that is that's right dude how'd you enjoy it did you enjoy it always yeah such a good time
1: great downtown
0: launched music conference hosted by ci records
1: well, I mean, what fucking uh, Lyman went out and did some speeches there, did he not? Who Kevin Lyman?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. We poeta played launch um, 2018, 2019, but Kevin Lyman was there, yeah, That's and uh, um, and uh, God bless her. Uh, Talinda Bennington was there to talk about Chester's death. Um, she had this like big emotional fucking video that she showed. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like she, like, I just didn't expect her to fucking like really, you know, bring out the deep cut information about everything. So I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" But yeah, Lancaster's gorgeous. Yeah, dude, fucking tour. I think touring in uh Philadelphia or just touring in the United States in general is definitely um a very beneficial thing for any band because a lot of the European bands that I talk to or like a lot of like the East. Eastern hemisphere bands that I talk to, they want to come to the stage so badly. Like, like Australia, UK. I think there's only so much you can do over there, considering the fact that I think the US just has a massive market for any kind of tier of artists in itself. So, I'm not surprised that you said you like the US, but I just didn't know. So, I was very well, curious.
1: Well, I mean, like, I'm literally just going back to this. Like, we played some weird fucking cities on this run, like uh-huh. Orangeville, California. Uh, Tulare, California fuckin fucking Ringgold, Georgia. Actually, fuck that. I take that one back. I'm not happy we played Ringgold, Georgia. <laughs> I, Dude, I got taken into a kitchen by the promoter and the venue owner and we're like, we can't pay you. Leave.
0: That's fucking sketchy. Uh, Jesus Christ.
1: Af- after the show and anybody who ate food at the venue got food poisoning. Oh. Uh, and there was a motherfucking tornado that night. Like, tornadoes. not not far from the venue like we were standing outside the sky was black at like 3 p.m like it was terrifying no Uh, thank you yeah so we played that show so take that one back um (laughs) how fuck was it oh we played was it it was Saint, or was it louisville that threw our merch out brad uh i think so yeah yeah that sounds right um I never thought I would be in Rhode Island, but we played a show in Providence, and I think that was the funniest night of my life.
0: <laughs> Why is that? For multi-
1: uh, so, the show that we played, it was at a bar called Alchemy. Uh, super dope bar. Like, the room was incredible. But between acts, they did stand-up comedians. Hmm. Yeah, Brad's... It just clued in with Brad. This is fucking yep, hilarious. Um, the band... So, it's... I think it was, like, an acoustic artist opened, comedian... Uh, this band that we watched load in out of like, it was definitely their mom's Mazda kind of thing. Like it had like the uh, stickers and shit. Yeah. But I was crying laughing because it was Black Veil Brides on a budget. Like old school <laughs> pens and knives, like the it, torn dude. jeans, the denim vests, the fucking shotgun blast hair. Oh, and then God. they go into the bathroom and they're putting on the blackout stage makeup and shit. Like as soon as they get loaded in and I'm fucking howling like, Oh my God, we just saw blackmail male brides load out of their mom's fucking NASA. <laughs> like I fucking, I was losing it. Our group chat, so like every show, oh. Luke would go on Instagram, post a story, and be like, what's up, it's your boys, we're doing a show here, whatever. And for some reason, we're all sitting in the van that day, and he goes, what's up, it's your bu- the, your buffellas, we, we're doing a show. <laughs> and our group chat has been called the buffellas ever since buffellas. he posted that. Buffellas. <laughs> Because as fellas, as fellas with a B at the start, um but so we're doing that. Everything's chill. Nobody comes to this fucking show. It's like a Tuesday night. Oh, like it's so it's a garbage show. Yeah. we had a guarantee. We had a guarantee. We got paid. We matters. got our drink tickets. Everything was fucking great, uh, and like uh, it was fun. But there is. Uh, this ties back to something we were talking about before. Uh, there's a woman sitting at the bar, and there's this stand-up comedian on. It and I go up and I'm like, "Can I just get a fucking beer?" Like I give him my drink ticket. And this is after I've had issues at bars. Uh, Brad can actually attest to this. Orlando did not treat us well. The venue that we played. Yeah, Uh, that was a bad one. We'll circle back to those Florida shows in a second. Because when we talk about America States, I've toured 49 of them. But Florida and me do not get along. Mm. Um, But so I'm sitting at the bar and like there's this woman next to me, whatever. uh, And like the comedian makes some horrible joke. And like in sync, we're both just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like. Could not believe it. And I just like look over and I'm like, so you hate this, too. She's like, yeah, I just really like supporting this bar. And so we like we go and we, we get a table and we're sitting and we're talking and everything's like really chill. And then she goes, oh, I got to go to the bathroom or the washroom or whatever the fuck y'all call it. Restroom. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got I got called out a bunch for calling it a washroom when I was down there. So oh, I, just, you will. I, get, yeah.
0: I get self-conscious. That definitely um, doesn't sound relatable to the United States for sure.
1: But so, we're, like, we're literally just, like, hanging out in a back corner watching these comedians, these bands. And, like, again, we're watching Budget Black Veil Brides. Band makes a joke. Nobody fucking laughs. Uh, but so she's, like, I got to go to the restroom. And stands up and, like, hand directly on my crotch as she's standing up. And I'm just, like, did not expect this, whatever. No. And I kind of I take a second to, like, compose myself. <laughs> and then she walks into the guy's washroom. And I'm, like, okay. oh i think that's i'm really glad i'm really glad this venue's like progressive and like you know a bathroom's a bathroom we're good comes back we're sitting and then i'm sitting there and i'm just like her adam's apple's bigger than mine is like it just like slowly starts to click and then eventually it's like she's like yeah i'm trans and like totally blew my fucking mind like i had zero ideas when i met her and we're sitting and having conversations and all of this uh, we follow each other on Instagram now. She's doing great. She's a phenomenal fucking hairdresser. Oh, but it was sick. just like, it blew my mind. And then I was like, weeks later, or it might have been later that night or whatever. I, again, I drink a lot on the road. Um, but things, <laughs> things kind of... On, on the road. Sh- sh- we're going to put these out of frame now. Uh, <laughs> but like, it kind of clicks. And I'm like, wait, she grabbed my dick. Was she interested Yes. And then it was was. like more so. I'm like, am I attractive to like trans people? Am I attracted to like the whole cycle started going? I'm like, do guys think I'm hot? Do girls think I'm hot? Like, I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. And then I realized that no, I just think I'm hot and that's it. That's
0: (laughs) good. Nobody else can, but I do. Well, if a a girl touched my dick and she went to the men's bathroom, like, regardless, I'm like, that's a sign. I should go in there and help her and see if she (laughs) fucking well. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, okay very honest and loyal man when I was on tour,
1: but oh, it was one right. of those moments God, I that keep, I was just like,
0: damn it. I keep forgetting because yeah. I'm the fucking single one over here. And that's why I'm like so like fucking wound up. I'm like, and horny and I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> fucking, come on, let's go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's fucking
1: awesome. But yeah, Providence, weird fucking show. Uh, I think Tim got hit in the fucking face with a the hoop from his drum kit that night. Ooh. Does that sound right, Brad? Uh-huh. Was that the night that we tried to play fucking like hoop ring toss on a fucking drummer?
2: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you should start a podcast, dude. You have like a really creative fucking like mindset for this.
1: I uh, it, oh, man, we've gone over this. My, I think I think I finally changed it. My Instagram name for the longest time and my Twitter name was just Hard Drive. Hard Drive. Hard Drive. Uh, I I remember things and details, and I like to just do weird shit. But I don't do a whole lot myself. I just like telling stories about my friends.
0: Yeah, but that's all you need, bro. Like, and not yeah. only that, dude. Like, it's good conversation. Like, I don't know. It. I. I trust me. I've had I think what over sixty something guests on here, and dude, you're just very well spoken, and you're just like ready to fucking chill. Like, I can fucking do this all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, just, any, any, any time, bud. Yeah. <laughs> you re- you realize like. Next time I find up,
1: I wind up just drinking and sitting at a webcam. I'm just calling you. Like, we're just going to hang out oh, and fucking. Absolutely,
0: dude. Yeah. Fucking FaceTime. I'll make sure I can get a drink in my hand before we start we'll, doing that. You know we'll
1: do I mean? fucking uh, Limelight after hours.
0: Yes. Well, oh, no. Oh, no. Dude, 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 dude. Let's have you come back on for um, Drink It or Leave It. Mm-hmm. We do a segment where. Gladly.
1: Fucking gladly. Yeah. I, I sat. I was listening to you guys when I was driving down. So. I can't fly out of Edmonton to go fucking anywhere. I have to go to Calgary to fly out. So it's a three-hour drive, and my mom was driving me. um, And, like, bless my mom's heart, but the woman only listens to country music. God, fucking bless your soul, dude. Hey, I fuck with country hard. Don't get me wrong. Morgan Whalen, like... Fucking Luke Combs. I look like Luke Combs. I get it. It's fine.
0: do
1: I, I do? Uh, dude, I'm a mix of Luke Combs and Mac Miller. I don't know how the fuck it happened, but here I am. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going. That's
0: with so <laughs> true, dude. What the fuck? I see right? it now.
1: Wow. Um. But yeah, I fucking like as soon as we leave city limits and her radio dies, she just turns it off. Okay. And yeah. so I was just like headphones in, and I'm listening. I did the first drinker leave it again. Um. And holy fuck, I'm like, yes, I would so be down for that. Yes. Because all, all I am drinking right now is craft beer
0: yes. here. Yes. So we just got to figure out how to do, like, cross-border. But I ship the beer to you guys. So I'm doing that. Oh, let's fucking get Randy. I'll call Randy. We'll do it one with Randy. Because he wants get to do the, it. All the boys. Spoiler alert. Um, if anybody wants to, like, know who's going to be coming on the fucking podcast next extra drink or leave it it's matt from slaves rory from day seeker and mikey from savage hands it's like a post hardcore fucking power i i heard slaves and day secret i'm like
1: i'm fucking listening
0: yeah dude rory's so fucking nice bro and we're drink. oh dude we're gonna drink the abr fucking brew from leveler oh fuck yeah only do for some reason you can only like get that in pennsylvania which was super fucking weird and i can only buy six of them and like she
1: drove to jersey to buy the stone cold beer and i got i got called a I got called a communist for being Canadian. Like that was is like, ah, your fucking commie boyfriend. I'm like, man.
0: Oh, my God, dude. Like white people in this country right. fucking suck. Literally white people in this country are fucking garbage, dude. I'm telling you that coming from a like, white person.
1: <laughs> like you're you're probably right. But like I don't. I, mean, I'm a, I I, I, don't I probably vote. am a communist, but <laughs> the fucking Russian I don't,
0: song starts playing in the background. <laughs> I don't vote uh, normally because I'm
1: not here when the election shit's going on with the amount that I'm on the road. So I'm just like, yeah. I also, like, I'm still registered at my parents' place, which is a different fucking, like, district to vote.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And so I'm like, there's no reason for me to go vote because it doesn't affect me.
0: Nah, nah. I'll, I'll
1: do like provincial and national shit but like the local shit Nah.
0: Nah, i don't really get involved with local shit either um but when we did tour canada when trump and hillary were running at the time oh my god dude like every single person oh you're from america oh what do you think of, what do you think about the presidency what do you think about who do you think is gonna win i'm like uh 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 and i didn't really like talk about because i hate talking politics but then there was a couple other people that were like Ah, you guys are fucked. Trump's gonna be your president. Ah, and like hey, wasn't right and wrong. <laughs> so, Dude, <I'm>, we've <laughs> we've had some weird
1: political run-ins on tour. Brad, I don't know if you remember. I think it was the second or third show when we were in England. Uh, was the Brexit election?
0: Oh my so god! So we, we literally a shit
1: show where uh, we were playing a joint called Sticky Mike's Frog Bar. Uh, it was Ball such a fucking dope. It was such a dope venue. Like it was awesome. But uh, across the so. street from us, Code Code Orange was playing their only European mm. date that year. Mm. And so, like, there's a line of fucking kids there, and people were getting turned away from the show because they were over at Cap, So they sent them to the bar across the street where we were. Hmm. Um, they didn't come downstairs and watch us play. They just sat upstairs and drank. But we were all like, everybody was glued to the TV. I think we played like five songs. Our vocalist uh, that we had on that tour was our previous vocalist. And he had let us known beforehand that he was leaving the band. So he just didn't care. So we were like, oh, we'll play a few songs. There's no like literally we had the sound guy and that was it. So we're like, we'll play a couple and like get warmed up, I guess, and call it. Uh, But then we went upstairs and everybody was together. We're either drinking to celebrate or we're drinking to mourn. And so everybody got plastered that night. Um, And then I'm going to run to the washroom right away. Uh, But Brad, do you want to tell them about the place in Atlanta that we stayed um, the basement was decorated a very certain way. The Basement, we, we got like we got given, dungeon shit. You know? No, no, no. We got we got given Popeye sandwiches. Popeyes it, it was sandwich. at, it, it was at M's place when she was living with her dad. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You can go ahead and tell that story. I'll be right back. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. No, that that was cool. Like we we had met a um. I think I think we met M through (laughs) through Tinder again, right? But uh, she was she was a photographer and she was like, "Yo, you guys want some pictures? Like I can come to the show tonight." And we're like, "Hell yeah!" Like we'll we'll pass you, and um, and we played the show and then she offered to let us stay with her at her parents' house. But she was like, "You know, I I gotta warn you, um, my dad's a Trump supporter," (laughs) and we're like we're like, "Okay," Okay. like like. is this going to be a problem? Like, are, are we, is that, is, is everything cool? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's good. I'm just, you know, I'm just letting you know. And we, and we like, we get to their house and they have like a beautiful, like, huge ass house. And, um, and we, um, and she has a setup in the basement and we get down there and it's just like, yeah, he, he's a Trump supporter and it's very obvious. And so we were like, okay, uh, we're going to try really hard not to talk politics and <laughs> just, be polite Canadians and do our thing, and yeah, and they like they. they bought us Popeyes, Sam or chicken burgers, and and uh, yeah. Other than that, it was great. Wait, was it? Wasn't it? Wasn't that the one where we? Dude, wasn't wasn't that the time when we we brought in our foamies to sleep on? And we just like lined them on the stairs going to the basement, and we were all doing like water slides down to the stairs
1: on the <laughs> foamies to the basement. Yeah, dude, we're we're a bunch of sweet human beings, and like oh, we do totally some that. wild we do some wild shit, but we're also all like twelve years old at heart. Yeah, and so oh, we you just go to. and do weird shit. Fuck yeah, dude. We you were have,
0: all, to. You have to have fun with it. Like-
1: again this is kind of circling back to oh, um, Florida like I said we don't get along but we were touring at the band called Felicity from down there they're fucking awesome and they actually bought us tickets to Universal Studios while we were down there uh, so we had like a day It was we were playing Orlando so we were already in town for the day and they're like yeah let's just go hang out at Universal and I have not seen dudes in their 20s and 30s act more like children than we did that day it was so much fucking <laughs> fun
0: Universal's sick though like it's way better than Disney oh way yeah and fucking uh, like Harry Potter world, like not even a fan of it at all, like to like don't give a shit about the series or the movies or whatever. But I want to go there to fucking hang out. Like that place looks oh, sick. awesome. It was super cool. I've never been there, but I, I'd rather go to Star Wars Land and all that shit. Well, oh, Orlando, so down, so Orlando. fucking down. And Florida has a good fucking. Uh, no, you're fine. Florida has a good fucking uh, scene too. So I'm surprised like Orlando treated you like shit. It's fucking annoying. Like I've okay, seen, no, this seen this- in, like Tampa.
1: The scene treated us fucking amazing. Those uh, shows were incredible. Put us okay. up. But so we're playing again. It, this is two nights back to back. I think it's Orlando and Gainesville. So it would have been Jacksonville that Tim got his bill just to fix that from before. Uh, but so we play Orlando. Uh, and, like, we get in, and, like, again, we're all fucking sunstroked. We've been walking out in the sun at Universal. You know that very cute couple photo that, like, the girl will take where it's, like, her leading the boyfriend?
0: Yes, exactly. Me, with the hand, they're me, holding hands, like, come on. Me and
1: Brad <laughs> did that photo at Universal. You guys are cute as shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've got matching tattoos. This is, like, we don't live together, but this is my husband, is more or less the way Basically. that we... have we've, we've known Basically. each other long enough. I think we're stuck with each other. Um, but so... We're sunstroke. we're fucking beat. And the venue we had to load directly onto the stage off the back door. Uh, so there was no staging area, there's nowhere to keep gear. And whatever band was up next had to like stand outside with their gear on the street until the show, was, like the set was done. Mm. So it was like kind of uncomfortable. And like it we could only incredible. fit two two bands and trailers in front of the venue. So some people are around the corner and a whole bunch of shit goes on. Um, I think it was like brigades played first, then we played, then Felicity was headlining, it was their hometown. So obviously, we're gonna fucking prank them in their hometown. like there is no fucking question about it. So I think we finish our set. we're loading our gear out. Felicity's getting set up and Darren from Brigades comes out and he's got a whole like industrial sized roll of toilet paper from the bathroom. like he literally like opened the dispenser up, took it, came outside and like beforehand things were kind of weird. um Brad and I are both right-handed. we go in and we're like, you know, obviously you don't as a drummer, but like if we get fucking wristbands on our right hands, like it'll catch a bridge or like it's just not comfortable. Uh okay. Every other show that tour, like our tour laminate sufficed, or if we asked, they'd put it on our left hand, being like, yeah, like we get it. Um, this bar, zero percent chance they wouldn't let us in without it on our right hand. So I'm like, man, it's coming off when I play. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm taking it fucking off.
0: It's just a fucking wristband, my god. Yeah. Uh,
1: to be fair. We were like two blocks away from Pulse nightclub.
0: Okay. And so oh, like tensions oh, tensions
1: were like a little high with oh, everything around there.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I take that back. Yeah, no, that makes like sense. I, I totally like no, in retrospect to understand. That. Yeah.
1: But nobody explained this to me until like a week later.
0: Oh. So I was see, like, I'm, Yeah.
1: I'm fucking hot and angry about shit, and I'm a tiny little Irish dude, man. I am <laughs> an angry fucking leprechaun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i want to play my goddamn show let's go uh, but so they let they let me in like whatever else um brad what what happened to you when you tried to get in there well, no. uh,
2: i was like can i have it on my left hand and they were just like no right hand only and i'm like well i play guitar and it's gonna like gonna catch on my strings and shit like I, I need it on my left hand and they were like no that's not cool and i'm like okay well i'm like i can't I'm like i won't do it and she's like fine how about i quit some X's on your hands instead. So I'm like,
0: okay, sure. That works. So she
2: draws two big X's on my hands. We load in the gear. And like an hour later, I go up to the bar to get a beer, to get a beer. Yeah. And the bartender's like, no, I'm not serving you. And I was like, what? Why? And she's like, cause you're underage. And I'm like, lady, I'm the oldest guy on this fucking tour. What are you talking about? (laughs) Brad's like
1: like 32 at this point. Like, it's not like he's like, yeah, fucking <laughs> squishing the line
2: and, and they're like well you got x's on your hands that means you're underage so i'm like oh my god okay apparently like like you got to talk to your staff like you guys are just rude yes yeah, <laughs> And seriously. so i'm like
1: i they yeah. wouldn't same bar wouldn't serve me because i was paying in drink tickets and it meant i wasn't tipping uh and it was so funny so i'm literally like at the bar for like 15 minutes and she's serving everybody around me and i'm just sitting there like Come on. Come on. Come
0: on. Just because you have a drink Uh, ticket doesn't mean
1: you're going to tip, though. Like, why are you assuming that? You know what I mean? But some random dude, no fucking idea who this guy is, and it's like a fucking ghost in the wind, comes up, grabs my ass, and I'm like, I'm thinking it's one of the guys from the package or whatever. I'm like, "Ah, very funny. He turned around. He's like, oh my fucking God, I thought you were somebody else. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, ah, it's all good. Like, no big deal. whatever and he's like here let me buy you a beer i was like you don't have to pay for it just get me two when i give him my drink tickets so he leans up to the bar he buys his and gets me two and then like i saw the eye roll from the bartender when i grabbed those two and he paid with tickets like she was like oh like whatever so all like it's already off to a bad start we play this at whatever we get our gear out we go in to throw like TP around the stage and their silly string. And like, we're fucking around with Felicity. Like mm-hmm. it's their hometown show. They obviously knew something was going on. They don't give a fuck, whatever. We head back out afterwards and I'm like, okay, let's go back in and like pack everything up. Uh I go to go back in after we've done this and I get horse collared by security of like, nope, your wristbands off. You're not fucking allowed back in here. Holy and shit. I, not only am I a short, irish angry dude at this point i am hammered so i'm (laughs) fucking just like a child screaming at a dude's kneecaps kind of thing and he stands up this is like a 300 pound ex-hells angels biker running security and so darren and jacob from brigades like grab me and like we'll go somewhere else and i think i wound up at a different bar down the street and like we had a good time and everything was great and whatever else the next night we're in gainesville and it's same thing we get loaded in everything's good get our drink tickets and I go up to the bar and I'm like, hey, can I grab a beer? And the bartender's like, well, let's see some ID. Like they weren't, this wasn't a wristband deal, whatever, they were chill. Uh, I give him my IDs like, I can't serve you. And I'm like, dude, I'm 26. I'm right. That's... I'm 25. Like, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I need government ID. And I'm like, it is government ID. And he's like, no, no, it's not my government. So because I didn't have Florida issued ID, I gave him a passport and a driver's license. I wasn't allowed to drink at the bar we were playing. I went around the entire block in a college town trying to find a place that would serve me. And I walked into some place and I just like put my passport down. I'm like, can I have a fucking beer, please? And the guy's like, I'm not supposed to. I'm like, I'm 25. I'm playing a show next door. Like, and he's like, all right, I got you. And then he caught my beer. So like the dude was nice enough for it. But I was just like two shows back to back. I'm told I'm not
0: allowed to drink at. Like, what the fuck, Florida? Yeah, you prefer... United States touring over the Canadian touring. So Well, I mean, okay, I, I
1: it, the first time we went down, we used to go to work tour and just drive to Seattle and do Portland. The first time we went, I was twenty. So I've been legal drinking in Alberta for two years, and then I didn't think about it. And Brad and our old vocalist walk into the fucking beer gardens and I get stopped and I'm like, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> It happened it happened to Luke when we went down and played Work Tour in 2015. Um we stopped at a dispensary it. as soon as as soon as we crossed the border, first dispensary we saw. Um I don't I don't smoke, but I was like, I still gotta see what a legal dispensary looks like. Like this Fuck, is dope.
0: Yeah, this is dope. Yeah. So
1: we walk in and we're hanging around. And next thing we know, let live walks into the same fucking dispensary. Uh, and so we're all just like, uh, yo, are you Lionel Richardson? He's like, Yeah, yeah and we're like I talking, to chat, and everything's sick. Luke, who is our I resident pot king i don't know how else to put it now I- the dude the dude likes the green um oh, yeah, yeah he, he's a soundcloud rapper uh that's the way i'm going to describe <laughs> one of my best friends <laughs> no um but he's he's 20 at the time so he can't come in so he's literally just like sitting in the car by himself like waiting for us we come back out all like hey we just met let live and he's like fuck fuck
0: you guys fuck you guys so what we- goes he around have a baby all around face. he does have a baby face too so like it's going to be really hard for him to fucking get anywhere with that. Like, I don't care if he's fucking 29, 30 years old. It's still going to be hard for him to get fucking pot yeah. or Dude, he's, he's, he's 26. Like, yeah. Dude's got a baby face. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah. don't what? know what he's going to do.
1: There, there's a, been a long time that everybody thinks I'm older than Brad is.
0: It's probably the beard. They say, I, I mean, the beard definitely kind of like Yeah, the beard kind of, like, ages you a little bit more. Yeah. I,
1: I, we, I still old. laugh about it. I am as old now as I as Brad was when we met. What? Uh, I'm twenty. I'm twenty seven. How long ago was that? Seven years ago. Oh, almost shit. eight. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Man, you guys have been boys yeah. forever. Fuck.
1: Yeah. Man, dude, I fuck the amount that i know about brad and br- brad could put me in the fucking ground if he wanted to let's be real here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he knows some shit some deep shit dude deep cuts man that's awesome Ooh. um dude fucking i am so excited for this album to come out um i know it's gonna take some time but i mean that's not your fault the pandemic definitely fucking put everything back uh, i will
1: sense. say it's it's gonna be sooner than anybody thinks that's the, the big thing. Yeah, because it's not a date,
0: but I think it's just. I think everybody, all parties are excited for the actual release. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's basically yeah. what it's coming down to. And it's super tight. And Equal Vision looks like and sounds like they're taking care of you just as much as they are with their other bands. So, fucking props to them, dude, especially in the pandemic. God damn it, dude. Fuck. Yeah. We're, we're almost there, oh. dude. I swear to God. I feel like we're almost there just getting done because I'm vaccinated. I'm ready to fucking do this in person. I'm ready. Come on. Like, let's go. Tours are being fucking booked and shit. Yep. And before you guys go on tour, you're gonna have to come back for "Drink It or Leave It." We'll we'll have you, we'll have you, we'll have Randy, and then we have to have one more like prominent pop punk band. I don't know who, but we'll find them.
1: We'll we'll keep it Canadian. We'll grab somebody else from the Great White North and <laughs> make it happen,
0: <laughs> bro. I try to get Alan Day on. Alan, come on the podcast, oh, dude. Yeah. I well, we emailed and like he just like mi8. I'm like, damn it. I was so close because <laughs> he's, he's recording midfield. Oh, before we head out of here. um, So who do you think in your opinion from the underground scene is going to be the next like upcoming band? I'm curious. Oh,
1: I, I need some definitions on thing. Um, What do you, what do you define as underground? Like, do we still count as
0: underground? I mean, you're signed to a, a pretty major label so not technically no right
1: okay so small smaller than we are
0: unsigned unsigned
1: damn Damn. okay unsigned (sighs) i'm trying to think going through who i listen to god damn brad you got anybody on on mind
2: uh i don't know all all the bands that i would think of like just got signed
0: so yeah right like well uh, then say them then because I mean like that's still on the ground in a sense they just got signed but whatever wait
2: there must be one
1: wait I mean we we played a show like two years ago almost two years ago with a band called Certainty from Ontario Uh, and I think that CD is one of the top spun CDs that we've had in the van Uh, to the point that Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sick of this band now and I don't know if they still exist but like they were fucking awesome. We just played them into the ground. Mm-hmm. We did the same thing. Tim and Brad broke our brigade's cassette because they just kept replaying it over and over and over. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I think Makari's unsigned now, and that might be one of the best bands we've ever played with. I have to check them out. Yeah, want... Makari unsigned. I think I think they finished their invo deal. I think they're out. So I oh. think they're unsigned now. Um, I I've talked about them before. Celebrity Scores are one of my favorite bands. Uh,
0: I'm so glad they got signed, dude. They were super right. underrated for so long, and they're still technically yeah. underrated. Well, I mean, when they were
1: doing everything with Sharp Tone, I think because like they had that preconceived easycore vibe, um, a lot of like the major push wasn't on them because like easycore is such an underground sound, like nobody wants to be easycore. We changed our sound to get away from it because like our first, our second EP was very easy and like. We did not want that. We just like that's what we wrote at the time. Or like we can grow past this, and we can grow bigger and mature a little bit. Um, right. And I mean, you've got bands like Chunk, No Captain Chunk, that are perfect for it. They're gonna keep doing their shit. That's fucking awesome. Like Bitter is incredible. Their new songs are awesome. But it just it's not who we are.
0: Right. Like, Exactly, and I mean, it's weird. Like, like Easycore was just a, it was a, there's a massive spike around when Chunk released. Um, Pardon my French. I think that was like basically when it was at its hypest, because when yeah. Abandoned by Bears came from Sweden, they're also fucking hype. And Headstorm's a great album, but like they're doing the same thing that Ka- uh, that uh, Chunk is. They're they're MIA. Yeah. Um, but with the with the sound evolving, yeah. No, I, I love the sound Calling Captains is coming out with. But yeah, I guess I can see like Easy Core. I mean, it's... I mean, dude, uh, Meet Me at the Altar. Very Easy Core. What the fuck? Yeah. They're incredible. Yeah. Bro, they're touring with Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. They're killing it. What? what they, they go from an all-time Crazy.
1: low tour to a Coheed tour. Like, it makes no sense, but sure.
0: <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but I'm fucking stoked for them. It's just like... It's, yeah. it's good to see that kind of style of music being out there and shit. But, yeah, um... um what I think, like I'm
1: gonna throw out some of the homies. Uh, Cloaker from BC are a fucking under underrated and unreal band. In case we crash, buddies of ours from Toronto, they've been fucking working their asses off to get some shit out. And their newest music video is fucking hilarious. It's them as like little knitted dolls
0: oh, with like, no shit.
1: With, with superimposed mouths for the singing. It's it's fucking awesome. It's such a well done video. Um, Chilio O buddies of ours from like three hours south in Calgary. They they just recorded with Quinn Sorinkovitz as well, and their new music sounds fucking dope. Fuck yeah! Uh, And then like I'm really excited to see what Youth Fountain does uh, now that Cody has announced that he is with Real Friends, and Tyler has full control in Youth Fountain. Like I think that's gonna be an incredible time. Uh, Obviously, our boys in Chief State love those guys to (sighs) no end. Incredible!
0: Did you know? did you know my very first TikTok I ever made, Chief State was on it. Really? My all very there? first one. If you scroll all the way fucking down, dude, <laughs> it was meet Me at the Altar, Chief State, and somebody else. Yeah, dude, I think they're super underrated, and I think they're one of my favorite. Uns- or, no, they're signed, aren't they? Yeah, Mutant League. Yeah, Mutant League. Okay, so but the whole Belmont thing or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, dude, I'm telling you, uh, uh, this band what makes sense this new single they're about the release i'm telling you it's gonna be fucking kick-ass i'm gonna show you when we get off the podcast in a little bit but oh, yeah. dude i appreciate you guys taking the time uh nick we're definitely gonna do a second round of this we're gonna get some fucking beers some ipas and we're just gonna get drunk and fucking talk shit <laughs> always I, that's <laughs> what i do best <laughs> you're really fucking good at that dude and that 50 dollars microphone from amazon is really making you sound great so oh man dude like i said
1: when i was streaming on twitch i uh, i was doing pretty much the same thing i would just interview industry people and whatever i had like shane told from silverstein I had tyler from youth found oh
0: my god that's sick that's i sick.
1: i just started like hitting up homies like people we've done shows with people we've worked with right. whatever else like you know a lot of people were very into it which was dope um but obviously then i'm like sitting there and i'm like fuck i got shane told coming i gotta do this right right uh so i bought like a stream deck i bought like i got everything like figured the fuck out um same setup as you when you were talking about like this dual monitor thing, like I'm, oh, yeah, I'm rolling. it's like I'm I, you don't do anything half ass. If you've learned anything about captains, if you've learned anything about me, is like you're full ass or you're no ass.
0: <laughs> Bro you're, like, you're either you're either Nick or you're Luke is where the measurement oh, is. oh Luke's the no ass. <laughs> He's, He's got, got no ass. ass. got no and ass and the baby face. Your boy thickless over here, he'd be <laughs> packing. He a th- <laughs> he the thickless.